When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? We are back again. It's your man, Jordan Reigns, and this is another episode of the IDP Army Podcast, where you guys know we're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. I am joined tonight by Billy Manziel of the Offensive Points Podcast, and we are going to break down some of the Week 2 news around uh, training camp. Training camp Week 2 news. We had some big deals get signed. We had some guys still not showing up to practice. We got a lot to cover, so stick around. We're going to have a good show. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. All right, we are back. We are going to talk about week two news, notes, up, updates. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Billy, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I am. I'm pumped. I love this time of year. There's just so many things that could happen. The possibilities are endless. People that you've never heard of are making names for themselves in camp. It's just, it's one of the best times of year. Yeah, there's a lot of drama. Um, let's just start with the wide receiver position. Got a couple of ways we can go there. Um, DJ Chark, minor break in his hand. Yep. Uh, we Airline also, fracture. Yep, so that's not great. We had a couple more things, and I'll just kind of throw them all out there, and we can just go from there. But, like, um, Michael Gallup, you know, he wants to be extended. The Cowboys don't think they're going to keep him around. There was the James Washington uh, trade rumors from the Steelers, yep. which was Western kind of trade. awkward. He's good. He's a good receiver too. So if if you're a team that's needing a third receiver that can, is actually going to use the position, hmm, I, I definitely think I'd be throwing something out there just to see what they like. Yeah, and then the two other big things. Well, there's three other big things wide receiver wise. One, Michael Thomas is being Michael Thomas. So if you have him on your dynasty team. You know I've been talking shit on Michael Thomas for a while because I don't like him, and this is the kind of shit that – I mean, you, this is the kind of shit you can't put in a fucking spreadsheet. 100%. Michael Thomas being an asshole. All right, so you got that. Um, we got Brian Edwards, the second coming of Terrell Owens and um, Moss, so that's dope I as hell. Cannot, I cannot believe that was an actual story this week. I, I can't. That shows you where we are in the offseason right there. Peak. We are peaking right now. And then – um. There was one other big kind of piece of wide receiver news. Uh, but go ahead. What What are your thoughts on all? Oh, I was going to say, are we not going to talk about CD Lamb cooking the hell out of Jalen Ramsey and their yeah, joint? Yeah, Justin Jefferson has the AC joint. You know, Denzel Mims is basically totally cooked, and he's you know, I mean, there's so much wide receiver ambiguity in a way. Yeah. So, what What do you want to talk about first? Who do you want to talk well, first, about first? I, I, let's just start at the top. Let's just start at DJ Chark. Um, that oh, injury, the other big one. The other big one, Jamar Chase. Apparently, Jamar Chase is not 
Yeah, that As is advertised. Very, it's very anymore. interesting, right? I mean, a lot of people were talking. We'll just start with Jamar Chase. Fine. Um, right, let's a lot there. of people, a lot of people were concerned that he took last year off of football. You know, obviously he was training off the field, but obviously nothing as organized as being with the team. And now people are saying that he might not be up to stuff. I mean, it's a lot of rumor, obviously. Like, you know, we'll never know until he's in an actual game. It's not like this is actually going to keep him from starting, but I'm not going to lie. It concerns me a little bit for sure, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And another rookie, Devontae Smith, hurt his knee. Now, it's funny to me that we, I mean, oh, God, I'm going to get canceled. But I mean, we can't say he got hurt because he's small. Like, we can't say that. No. But he's small and he got hurt. So those are two things that did happen. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, another small guy, hurt right yep. now. So, um, man, but Jamar Chase, you know, I've been pumping the brakes on him. If you actually go back and watch our last show, um, he was one of the guys that I've been fading. He, you know, the he's he's going too high. Like yeah, people just, are just like he's Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. This year's just that's what everybody just assumes when you draft him where he's being drafted, and exactly. it's just really not the case right now. No, situationally, it's not the case, and just as a player, it's not the case too. You know, I mean, he just that's not who he is. He has Joe Burrow. You know, Jefferson had Kirk Cousins, and for all the love Joe Burrow gets. Kirk Cousins has at least proven that he can throw in the NFL. Well, and Stefan Diggs steps out. You have a large chunk of workload that needs to be filled, and there's nobody else on that team that's going to fill it. So Justin Jefferson just came into a perfect situation. That amount of work was there, and he just seized upon it. Yep. All right, what are your thoughts? Let's go back to the time now. What are your thoughts yeah, let's on go the, back. DJ, the DJ Chark? So I know DJ Chark's going to be ready. I think I'm still going to go with uh, LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones. Only because of their current ADPs, you can get them super cheap, and this could potentially mean they have a good amount of workload coming their way. I mean, I'm not going to say it's just because he's hurt, obviously, because that would be, you know, he's going to heal. He's going to be fine. He's going to be ready for week one. Urban Meyer's already said it. That's fine. But I just, it, I don't know. I, I always don't like when receivers get their hands hurt because it seems to always be like a drop problem going in. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any data to back that up. Fair, You know, if you want to throw that at me, fair enough. But, like, I just – when a receiver has their hands hurt going into the season, I just always feel like Jalen Rager, he had a hand problem going into last season, and then obviously that affected him throughout the season. But I'm, I don't know. What do you think about this wide receiver core? The wide receiver core as a whole, I mean, the, the real issue is we haven't seen them all together on the field. You know, we don't know what the mix is going to look like. We right. know they all have talent. We know they all have ability. But we don't know what that's going to shake out like on the field. You know, like look at the, the Cowboys. You know, there's a lot of talent there. But we know there's a quarterback that does enough to where they're all going to be fantasy relevant. We're yeah. really hoping that's the case with the Jaguars. We really are. And it could be the case, but. There's also a world where, you know, we have, you know, what what's the upside here? Maybe, maybe Trevor Lawrence only throws like 21 touchdowns. You know, what if he throws 20, 25 touchdowns? You know, that, that's in the range of outcomes. And then how many of those are going to receivers? How many of those are going to ETN? And so yeah. then you start looking at it like that, and it, it's anybody's ball game really for the Jags. Um, I like Chark the best because he's like the most prototypical, I guess you could say, of the group. He's and a little thin, a, but yeah. That's a dynasty mindset as well. Right. I love Marvin Jones. I've been playing my man Marvin Jones for years in fantasy football. He's been on my teams forever uh, since he's back with the Bengals. I love him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, the, you know, Urban Meyer is spending time talking up and coaching up DJ Chark. He wants DJ Chark to succeed. So um, I don't like the hand injury. But didn't Devontae Parker have like a hand injury or something last year? Too, he did. Or? It's not one of the, it's not debilitating. It's just like it's one of those things that like when you're drafting, which everybody's redraft leagues are coming up. It's just one of those things that's like you just keep it in the back of your mind. If he's slipping a little bit because everybody else is kind of hesitant. Maybe you grab him then because it would be good value. But if he's going, you know, if he's going to get taken in the sixth or fifth or sixth round, you just need to let that happen because that's, I, I don't know if I want him at that price. Yeah. There's other guys in that area that I would much rather take that don't have that. I mean, they don't have a hand injury right now. So, right. It's one of those things like, yeah, if he's slipping, maybe you take advantage of the value. But if he's going to stay at kind of where he's at right now, I don't, I don't know if I would be jumping up for him. Yeah, it looks like Michael Gallup and CD Lamb have been tearing up camp. Um, they have been. Amari Cooper hadn't been available, so I mean, CD Lamb 
been looking like the goat out there. Um, in our personal podcast rankings, we have CD Lamb as a wide receiver one now. He's number twelve for us overall, wide receiver twelve. And it's just, I like the kid is good. He was good last year during the season. He just didn't really get to show it as much because he didn't have Dak there the entire year. If he's gonna have Dak there the entire year, sky's the limit. Yeah, and if Amari Cooper is gonna do what he does and play banged up and you know miss two or three games i mean i mean it's our i mean it's basically so this is this year cd lamb just says this is mine this is my team this mm-hmm. isn't zeke's team anymore that's not you know this won't be zeke's team ever again probably once you know because once cd becomes a superstar i mean zeke's already almost on his way out as far as nfl players go as a running back this is going to be a dak cd show i mean if it hits I mean, it's CD's true. And, like a star. and here's the thing that I like about CD Lamb. And like, you know, when you have like your good cornerback versus wide receiver matchup, like sometimes you'll be a little hesitant about playing the wide receiver because the cornerback's that good that's covering him. It's like going to blanket him. I think CD is one of those guys. He can rise above the occasion, he can meet that level of talent on the cornerback, and he can actually, you know, put up solid numbers even if he's going to be blanketed by the best cornerback and so if you're a dynasty owner you just like either hold or sell as much like you know if you're going to sell him you need to be getting a really really good price for him because i think he's going to be really good for the years to come here cd yeah he's i I wouldn't i wouldn't be selling cd lamb right now i wouldn't either unless i'm getting like a king's ransom for him that's, I know, you know, and you're you're good about you're good about always being open to selling. Pretty much everybody's anybody. available on my team for the right price. That's I know, what I know. That's, that's why you. Have to you that's why I deal. When, hey, when deals get done in our leagues together, they're usually with you. So straight up, it's true. Um, all right, let's talk about Gallup. We've got on a little CD tangent there, but yep. you know, I, I don't expect him to be there next year. I don't um, either, and it's sad. You know, I, I know, but it's good for him because he is, is talented. I would love to see him on somewhere like uh, the Rams. You know, mm-hmm. somewhere Rams. that needs a little influx of youth, but also somebody that's proven themselves. Um, I mean, there's Honest, maybe a lot of places he could go. I know it's this sounds ridiculous off the top, but like, I think he needs to go to like the Raiders. Like, if they got Gallup and like Devontae Adams, because Devontae Adams apparently wants to go play there, um, that would be dope next year. I would like that a whole lot. I mean, not with Derek Carr, but with you know, perhaps another I mean, person. Perhaps yeah, another that quarterback does. that wants to play on the West Coast that just resigned for one year and is having his last dance. That sounds like a, a fun idea. Um, I could see some people that might think that. Um, not myself, though. So I just think uh, he, needs, he needs to be on a team where he can shine, and this isn't it. No, I 100% agree with that. You know, Chicago, I mean, if Allen Robinson leaves next year, I mean, you know, with him with Justin Fields, there's going to be a lot of good places for Philly to go next year. They were in the Galladay sweepstakes and didn't get him. Stop with Philly. Like, well, they need a receiver. That's the only reason I'm saying it. Like, they're you know, always going to need a receiver. Well, I know, Philly but has like, they need a receiver and will always need a receiver. It is not. I mean, I'm just putting it out there that they need a receiver. So he would be They'll a good one, one to, in the first round next year. He'd be a good one to go after in the year after. In the year, probably, probably right. They'll pick the, the wrong ones after. every year. Seems like. No, well, I don't right. know. Devontae Smith. We'll see. We'll see. I like him more than You're I like right. Rager. We will see. Yeah, Rager is real fun. Do we want? Uh, do we want to talk about the resurrection of Nikhil Harry? I'm not buying it. It's to me, it's like the resurrection of Brian Edwards. It's not I've seen. I've seen the video. The kid looks good. I mean, I'm not going to be investing in him. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put him on my team. But I don't want anyone that Cam Newton's throwing the ball to. I'll tell you that. Well, right that's now, true. Right? I, I'm not. I mean, okay. What, that, is, what is he on your team? He's never touching your starting lineup. If he is, you're in like a 20 team dynasty league. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess the argument would be if Mac Jones came in. Who does Mac Jones latch on to as a rookie to throw the ball to? Which it'll probably be the tight ends. I think that's kind of the consensus about what everybody's saying is the tight ends are going to be your top receivers on the team. But you know, you know, I feel I just feel bad for Nikhil Harry. And I wish he got a chance somewhere else, but I I realize that's not going to happen. At least it doesn't look like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for perspective on where DJ Chark is going, he's going as wide receiver thirty-two. Um, and then, you know, just to mitigate that risk, you can get Jerry Judy right there in that area. You I feel like I would, I would definitely take Jerry Judy. Tyler Boyd is going after I, him. So I don't even know why. Yeah, doing, for sure. At this point, if you're drafting, I'm definitely skipping over DJ Chark. I'm going to go with guys like. Well, kind of back to our Jamar Chase discussion. 
buy T Higgins. Like you're going to get T Higgins at a good price this year in your drafts. Yeah. And if you're going to go zero wide receiver in the beginning, T Higgins is somebody that people have faded because of Jamar chase. You're like, he might end up being the wide receiver one on that team. And if Joe Burrow comes back and is Joe Burrow again, that's a very valuable piece to have. Amen, brother. All right. We kind of buried the lead here. My man, Darius Leonard linebacker yes. one signed a big deal with the Colts five years, 99.25 million dollars through 2026. That's a big deal. Um, he hadn't been playing or, you know, he'd been showing up. He has been practicing because he's been waiting on his deal. We got two other big name IDP guys, uh, mm-hmm. football players that are doing the same thing right now. TJ Watt is not practicing and Jamal Adams is not practicing. It's funny because these are all three, the, literally in IDP, the top dogs of their positions. Right. You have the top they know it. Yeah. You have the top DL player and TJ Watt. You have the top defensive back in uh, Jamal Adams, and then you have the top linebacker in Darius Leonard. He just got his deal done. I expect both of them to get their deals done this week. Um, so, what are, what are you thinking um, about Chandler Jones? I haven't seen anything new on him. Is I I know I saw. What are they What are they going to do with him? He wants to get traded, apparently, which I don't. I can understand where he's coming from because now he's he's not he's not the highest paid guy on his line, and he's you know been there a long time. He yeah. just came off like a what a twenty sack season two years ago, nineteen sack season. Yeah, I mean, like he's he off coming off an injury too. I think he. You yeah, know, that, is, that is true. Let's, that is let's true. Stay a little, stay a little humble. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's earned the right to flex a little. He, bit, he does, but you know. Um, but I can see where the Cardinals are airing on the side. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what he's going to end up doing. You know, it, it. I don't. I think if he does play this year, he will want to get his 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 contract reworked in some way, shape, or form, but I don't think it's out of the question that he just is gone. You know, it's not out of the question that he goes and plays somewhere else. He is only 31 years old. That's the same year year, uh, age J.J. Watt. You know, he did just – J.J. Watt just got a new two-year deal, and it's good money, you know. So Chandler Jones, he feels like he's earned that. He probably wants that one last big contract. Yeah, and can you blame him? You know, and also, if I'm being real, I mean, you're going to call me a hater, but – if if I'm Chandler Jones, I probably want out of the Cardinals. You know, I mean, J.J. Watt said he wanted to go there, and that's whatever. And DeAndre Hopkins went there. Okay, he's a great receiver, but he's not somebody that I would trust his judgment in a general sense, just based on following him on social media for years and the type of person he seems to be. But aside from that, it just makes me feel like, do people really want to play football out in the desert for, you know, right now? Now, J.J. Watt said he did, which, again, that kind of made me question, like, dude, what are you doing? But he's been playing in Houston, so who knows? You know, he any situation, any any place he goes to is going to look amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he probably showed up in, in you know in the Cardinals facility and was like, "Wow, this is incredible," you know, and was just like, "Sign me up," you know. And I, I you know, so I, I don't see I don't see a world where Chandler Jones is not playing football this year. But I do. I think it's pretty the writing's on the wall that's not going to be for the Cardinals. Yeah. And then Xavier Howard actually got the Miami Dolphins to uh, submit, got yeah. hit, got his Big way game. there. And that's good Big for one. them. That do- the Dolphins were, n- that defense was going to be not Hurt. great if they ended up trading him to all the number of rumored teams that were around him. Yeah. I mean, the best cornerback in football last year. Just pay the man, make him the highest paid corner. You've been, you've been doing this slow rebuild the right way for so long. And now it's like, I mean, you might have something here. Like, don't let one of these key cornerstone guys go, especially at a, at a cornerstone position um, on a team that has survived on its defense for a while now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you can't do that. So well, uh, it's, not, of, it's not going to be their offense. I, yeah. I, won't, I won't get on the Miami offense. Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, speaking of defense and uh, corners, talk, you said you want to talk about C.J. Henderson as well. I do. So C.J. Henderson um, was a first-round pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. I believe he went ninth overall. Um, he was very good at the University of Florida coming out, um, highly regarded. And for the games that he did play last season, injury concern was kind of the big thing. But the games that he did play last year – were very impactful. Like I think the first game that he played, he ended up having like a forced fumble and an interception um, in that one game. I mean, he he did play the rest of the season hurt and was unable to be his full self. But if he can reach his max, you know, ability, he could be a really good corner. And Dan Quinn was a big fan of C.J. Henderson when he was coming out. 
Dan Quinn's now in Dallas. Dallas needs a cornerback. So I don't know. I, I think there might be something there. I'm not a reporter. I can't make those calls. But if I was the Cowboys, I'd be reaching out Jacksonville, see what see what the price we're working with here because, man, that would be a really good addition. And he's already on a three-year deal for $7 million. That, I mean, <laughs> you're going to get a good-valued cornerback cheap. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a no-brainer, especially if they're willing to take like a second or third rounder for him. Like, by all Have means. Have you seen anything about um, if Urban Myers wants to get rid of him? How he feels about it? Or we'll see that the the report was that the Jacksonville Jaguars are making him available. So I don't know who that's sure. coming from. Maybe that's the GM, but they think they have a surplus of cornerbacks, and so they're they think that if they can get good value back for him, that they'll trade him. And if I was a team looking for a cornerback, I mean, that's a cheap option. And he has shown in the limited time that he was out there that he can play. So I, I, you know, I would definitely take a little, I would take a look at him and IDP players. Like if you have a cornerback slot, if you don't, you know, if you don't have, if you have a DB slot, obviously you're probably going to go safety. But if you have a cornerback slot, CJ Henderson might be a guy to look at, especially if he gets traded because he might end up in a role where, you know, he's going to get a lot of work. True that, true that. All right, guys, go down in the comment section here. Go play some underdog football. Click that link. Um, do some drafts on underdog. You might win some money. Get in the puppy. Get in the best ball mania, too. <clears throat> um, they give you like 25 free bucks. You know, I mean, if you're good at fantasy football, you get a couple of these little games. I mean, if you really are as good as you think you are, I mean, you're going to make money playing underdog. Um, and they're, the drafts are fun. They're cheap. Uh, it's a good time. Do it while you're watching some YouTube. Do or watching some TV. Watching the Great British Baking Show. Bake Off. Um, that's a good time. But we will be back in just a second. We're going to talk a little bit of quarterbacks. We're going to keep talking some defensive players. And if you guys have any questions for us, IDP, offense related, anything at all for your fantasy teams, we will answer those before we get out of here. But until then, what's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players rookies or veteran for 2021 inside you're going to find contract information tiered idp rankings detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment so what are you waiting for sign up for the idp army patreon today patreon.com forward slash the idp army join the black ops tier and join the idp army today All right, we are back. Shout out to everybody that's on the Patreon. Appreciate you guys. Shout out to everybody that is uh, in the IDP index. That thing is so dope. Uh, I've added like four or five new players in the last couple of days. Added to Davis White, Rashawn Gary, Justin Houston's profile got updated. Ogletree. Um, moving guys up in the rankings. Um, it's dope. And in season, it's going to have even more shit in it. I mean, it's only what I think it's like ten, eleven, thirteen dollars, something like that. If I'm not ultimate IDP index, just go go sign up for it. If you guys play IDP at all, even if you just want to use it for one month to get through your draft, I mean, there's nothing like it in the industry, and I mean, it's the best. So if you want to learn how to play IDP and you want to go in there and slice them and dice them up, you are you know how to do it. Um, speaking of slicing and dicing them up, Trey Lance. Uh, out here just fucking putting Jimmy G on his ass. It sounds like. Yeah, I, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field week one. I don't. I don't know how they do it. We'll see. Shanahan, he knows what he's doing with quarterbacks, but man, it seems hard to uh, keep Trey Lance caged for you know very long into the season. Yeah, I mean, I was just everything I'm hearing is that anything Jimmy G can do, Trey Lance can do better. Yes, I mean, it just seems like that's just every report is. Jimmy G looks great, but Trey Lance just looks better. And yeah. yeah. And that's the same thing I've been hearing about my dog, Trey Sermon, out here 
All I hear is that he's got great hands. He's hitting the holes right. He looks good. Shanahan surprise. Dirt, 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 dirt. This guy is going to win people fantasy football championships. If you guys have been paying attention to this channel, which you need to subscribe to this channel because in season we're going to be doing shit all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. You know that literally since May, I've been saying fade the fucking bullshit. Draft Trey Sermon. He's so cheap. He can win so many people so much money this year. Um, me especially. Now, I will say this. If he does go down, all of my teams are losing Trey Sermon. That's how invested I am. I'm not talking shit, telling you something that I'm not doing. I have Trey Sermon everywhere. It's going to happen. All right? I believe so, I believed he, he played at Oklahoma. So I'm a huge Oklahoma fan. So I've been following him since he was a since he was a kid. And I have uh I've liked him ever since. And last year when he was Ohio State, he was breaking records. So I I I'm glad he's getting the opportunity to show what he can do. Amen, amen. Fantasy Futurist says Trey Lance is tossing bombs, but don't give up on my guy Jimmy G yet. Y'all need he needs new scenery. He Man, does. Here. Here we go. 49ers fans, they got so much hope. Hope. Hey, Jimmy G does need new scenery. I I agree. No, I I won't say that. I think think he's just better than your backup, but he's not bad enough. It's going to be same old Jimmy G. Anywhere he goes, it's going to be same old Jimmy G. Yeah. I mean, the upsides with Trey Lance, but. That's not something you want, really. Do you mean you can hold the fort down? That's what you need. You need somebody to hold the fort down. Jimmy G holding the fort down. I can think of a lot of guys I'd rather have holding my fort. He down. held the fort down. And they got us to a Super Bowl. So I mean, some might say he got them out of a Super Bowl. Some well, might say. Some might say that. Some might well, say. Here's a huge piece happened. of news: the Jaguars signed Tavon Austin, oh, former wow. first round pick for the St. Louis Rams. Wow, bust. Yeah. See, this is this is where like I because I love college football and like man, just Tavon Austin in college, bro. He was so different. Like you would never have guessed he was going to be a bust in the NFL watching him in college, but he he was. He was. So. And he was unequivocally a bust. Um, couple bad. of big pieces of news. <clears throat> Did we talk about Josh Allen? We have not talked about Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen signed a massive contract. What Everybody's getting that money. Well, not everybody. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what is 160? Watch what happens to Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. That's all I'm saying. 150 million guaranteed, six year extension, 258 million dollars total for JA. Mm-hmm. Um, earned it straight he up. He I did. Mean, he it's shocking. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I know you're a big Josh Allen fan. His improve his his improvement from day one to where he is now is incredible. I, like it, it's it's something it's something you've never seen before, and I don't think a lot of people realize that they think, oh, well, he just got better. That wasn't yeah, the coach that was, did that. That was him. He no, did that. Yeah, he had flashes. There were there were plays his first and his second year where he did shit. And I remember saying this when the, I had an old co-host of my old podcast, Jared. Um, ugh, and I said to him, I remember saying to him, and he tried to laugh me off the show. I was like, man, Josh Allen had this throw the other day. Looked just like Patrick Mahomes. He's like, you're the. I'm like, dude. I was like, he was running cross bodied through it like seven yards, and nobody was watching the Bills two years ago, three oh. years ago. That's the thing. So nobody saw it, and he was throwing it to Zay Jones and yep. whoever the fuck that other guy was, Robert Foster. That's who these plays were happening. So nobody knew that Josh Allen even had it in him. And that's Robert the thing Woods, right? Because they weren't that? really paying attention. Yeah. I was still very fresh in fantasy football then. Um, so I had like Zay Jones and I had Robert Foster's. I didn't know that like not to fuck with Bill's players really then. Like Well, see, okay, so here's the thing. When you see the kind of problems Josh Allen had in year one, that's usually when you're like, Okay, this is not this is not good. This does not translate to success later on. This is problems that you cannot fix. And he fixed them. Like, you know, it's something that you've never, like I said, it's something you've never seen before. Somebody does not fix their accuracy as much as he did. And he has deserved every penny that he's going to get on out because I, you just don't do that. It's just not something that gets done. And I will be interested to see what Lamar and Baker, because they both got to get paid. So if I'm for real, I don't, 
I don't know if Lamar gets gets up there with them them boys quite like that. An NFL MVP gets paid. I'm just I'm saying I don't know if I I think when a push comes to shove, how many yards he throws this season will dictate that. I think it'll be wins because it will not be because of him. No, because Harbaugh can manufacture wins with pretty much anybody, I feel like. Not that I'm saying. I'm, I'm, this is not an anti-Lamar Jackson. I was statement. about to say, good this God, is a Lamar Jackson, there's two things. There, If you look at those three quarterbacks side by side by side, one thing is different about one by a lot. And, yeah, he can rush for four or 500 more yards than the other two, but yeah. the other two can pass for fifteen to 2,000 more yards than he can. That so is true. So where's the give and take? Where's the push and shove? And then you have to look at it in your little spreadsheet model at, okay, what is the expected value of a rushing play on a quarterback if he gets injured or whatever? And do you have formulas for all this fucking shit. So they're going to say Lamar Jackson's contract, based on how he plays, with the wins and all that stuff, plus what the value is of the yardage, and the league is more pass-heavy. Yeah, they're finding ways to win rushing, but they need to catch up. That's why they've been looking for wide receivers. They know that, okay? And I think that, you know, so this is a big I think they found one. Rashad, well, they Rashad they found Bateman was good. You know, I no, mean, they thought no. that. Rashad Bateman. Why did they take him in the first round then? You don't take Well, okay, so I'm saying, okay. You don't think he found they something. They think they found, they did not find him, though. He is not. Okay, well, they think they found something with Bateman, too. Well, so we'll see. Hollywood has straddled the line of busts, and I don't think a lot of people want to talk about that just yet. But you look who's throwing in the ball. I mean, he is not a bust in Lamar Jackson. Fair enough. Throwing the ball. I mean, I'm just saying there's different ways you can look at it. So if I'm looking at, like in my dynasty leagues, when I look at Lamar, I look at him the way I look at Cam Newton. Yeah, he'll be in the league in six years, but he won't be what he is now. In six years, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen will be exactly what they are now. Exactly what they are now. So in dynasty leagues, I don't look at him that way. And in an NFL GM, I have to think, is going to look at Lamar Jackson differently. That's just that's my take as a guy that's just sitting here talking football with his buddy. All right. Hey, man, I'm, you were a huge Andy Dalton fan last week, and now you hate Lamar Jackson. So it's – who knows where this podcast is headed. Yeah, Seems like we have some new weird thing go every week. Um, hey, this, 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 isn't, this, isn't, uh, this isn't sponsored by the NFL. We can say what we want here. Good point. Um, uh, can I talk ben about – okay. Big Ben had a rest day today. Getting old. Yeah. He's you, think Tom Brady, you think Tom Brady gets rest days on his diet and all that? I don't think so. Yeah. Big Ben, we see you out there, dude. You ain't on that TB12. No. He does look better, though. He does look better. He, he looks but better. Like, he looks healthy. Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't take days off. He doesn't look like he just, you know, came in from a Thanksgiving Day dinner every time he goes into the training facility. But dude, I, he, he was, looks good in Chase Claypool. In. He was phoning it in hard for like three years oh, and he was throwing yeah. it in throwing for like five thousand yards it was incredible <laughs> no that guy did not care my quarterback one of them one of my quarterbacks <sighs> i can't believe you have like five teams what a weird i have like three what a weird way to be a fan i just don't know if i agree with that i'm a, I'm a progressive fan okay i'm not stuck in the past like you dinosaur okay. <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm going i'm now. heading wherever baker mayfield's going so i'm, I'm a browns TikTok fan now, for bro. now Catch up. Yeah, that's true. You are on TikTok now. I forgot about that. Oh, we got here. The problem in Baltimore is not Hollywood. It's the guy throwing the ball. All right, here we got. We got somebody that's hating on Lamar. Okay, Bateman isn't going to matter. Okay, that's. I don't know about all that. I think Bateman's better than Hollywood because Hollywood's a speedster. So yeah. if you don't have a Pat Mahomes throwing him the ball, it's not going to matter. I don't think Hollywood takes football as seriously as he should either. Like he just the way really? he plays. Interesting. As okay. someone who's had him on his team, okay. Here's the thing: when you have Lamar Jackson and Hollywood on a team, you see every pass that gets thrown to him because he's the only guy that Lamar targets that's not Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Yeah. And there's just a lot of plays where it's like, dude, you could have caught that, and he just like. He's like uh, he kind of throws his little fits, but I'm like, no, nah, right. that was on you, like in a big way. You know, you don't get a lot of opportunities, and you got one, you just pissed it away because you're out here playing, you know, ninety five percent, ninety percent. I can't, I can't say that you're wrong there. Can't say that you're wrong. I do think Bateman looks That's better though. That's what I see when I see Hollywood play. I think Rashard Bateman's going to be the actual, like the first good one wide receiver they've had there in a while. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. We're already saying that he that 
Hollywood's gonna get supplanted. Like we're already saying he's not gonna be able to hold this. Well, he's ball. a good two. He's just not a one. That's the problem. Like the problem isn't that he that he's getting too much work. It's that he like he needs somebody on the other side of him that's actually gonna be a reliable. You know, not Willie Sneed or Sammy Watkins is who they're gonna throw out there this year. No, no, no. You need to put Bateman on the other side who can catch the ball, and then you have Hollywood work over the middle. Dang, but they're everybody... both super low on Fantasy Pro's consensus right now. Hollywood I know. is wide receiver 48, and Bateman is wide receiver 59. Grab your Bateman shares now, I'm telling you. See, like yeah, the thing is, in that range, wide receiver 59, that's, you know, that's really far down. I don't know what that is overall, but – that's probably ninth, tenth round. You could grab a Bateman there, and you'll feel good about it. I think, personally. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you might as well reach for a guy that you don't know versus you know somebody that you kind of feel like you do know, like a Sterling Shepard, for instance, in that same area. I kind of know what Sterling Shepard is. I know what his best week's going to look like, you know. And there's a chance Rashad Bateman's best week and best season looks better. So at that point, as a guy that's going on my bench to play, you know, two, three times in the season, I'll just take Bateman and see what happens. I, must you know, say, I know you hate rookies, so take all this weird upside that you don't know anything about. It's kind of I'm not, That must bother you a little bit. But I don't hate rookies. Where does this come from? I don't know. Last week you I, were like, oh, fade your rookies, fade all the rookies. I don't fade all the rookies. I just think that <laughs> everyone is so high on certain rookies and again, this is the same. These are the same people that told us, you know, this isn't going to be as good of a class as some of the ones in the past. But then it's just like, also, in the, you know, with that hand, the, the other hand, they're throwing gasoline on it, like Jamar Chase, fourteen hundred yards. Well, can we get to? Can we get to the other rookie that's going really high, Jalen Waddle, who everybody decided this week they're going to gas up Jalen Waddle. He looked and good running them routes, dude. Don't the be una- the unofficial depth chart came out, and he is not even one of the starters, not listed as a starter. Number good. six he pick overall. He needs to earn it. He needs to earn it. Did, didn't, the training, their second-round pick is slated to be a starter on the O-line, but their first-round pick, number six overall, is not listed as a starter currently. Well, on the, I mean, it's an unofficial depth chart, mind you. So, but you're, still. You're hating on, so you're hating on Jalen Waddell. I think there, I think there's a problem, and I, I don't think we're going to see it until the season starts. And I think people are going to take him in their sixth round and think that he's going to be a burner, and it's not going to work. Like, Devontae Parker is probably really undervalued right now. I don't know where he's going in drafts, but, like, he's probably going to be the wide receiver one there, and he's probably going to get a lot of work, and then people are going to take Waddle thinking, oh, he's number six pick. He's going to get a lot of work this year, and I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work out quite like you think. All right, I want to tell the listeners about a trade that you and I executed after the Hall of Fame game. I'm going to get burned for this probably, but I don't even care. You should be. Um, I don't think so. I love it. So here's what the trade was. So after the Hall of Fame game, or was it before? The Hall of Fame game had nothing to do with the trade. I just want that to go out ahead of time. Either or. I wake up one morning, and I see a trade from Billy, and he is sending me in our Dynasty League, Mm -hmm. full IDP League, he's sending me Raheem Mostert Mm -hmm. and Trey Sermon Mm-hmm. And Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. and I'm rece- sending back to him Kareem Hunt, Deami Brown, and a 2022 third. So I accepted it. So I got Claypool, Sermon, and then Mostert. I'm not really a big Mostert fan, and he got Kareem Hunt, Deami Brown, and a third. What do y'all think about that? I mean, and what do you think about it? what's your thought process there? Because I feel like you kind of gave me a lot there. See, a lot, and a lot of people think that it come through. A lot of people think that, and like that—that is my—that's my problem with people trading. Like people are gonna be like, "Oh, you gave up way too much." Uh, I got the best player in the trade, Kareem Hunt. He's 25 years old, and after this year, he could easily go to another team and be the lead back in the backfield. So, did I did I lose anything by getting him? No, because I also have Nick Chubb, so I can match them. And if Nick Chubb gets hurt again, like he did this last year, I have the backup ready to go. That yeah, was a huge problem for my team. It was yeah, a huge problem for my team last year. I ran out of running backs, and I didn't have anybody to throw in there. I had to trade for Miles Gaskin. I traded like a first rounder for him, and that was a you know, I only got like sixth overall in the league. And then I think Deami Brown 
is the he's next Clay. I think he's the next Chase Claypool. Like I, you know, I don't think they're like the equivalent. Like I don't think he's going to have an equivalent season this year, but he could. Would it shock you if Ryan Fitzpatrick threw five thousand yards this year? Would that shock you? It wouldn't as much that it means that the Washington football team's defense was average to probably well that's a good point average. if the de- if the defense is good maybe they don't have to throw as much and maybe that's they- my concern and that's why i'm that's why i'm not as bullish on uh washington offensive pieces as i have been is the start of the offseason is because i don't think ryan fitzpatrick is gonna have to do that look at where he's been the last three years where he's had to do that with Miami, when their defense was just okay, they had a, they had a good with, defense last year. Okay, whatever, erase that. He played five games there. Whatever. Uh, the Bucks, when their defense was not good not for good. two years, he aired it out with them. And then before that, it was uh, the Jets when their defense was not good. So he was in situations, and he said this himself. He's like, I threw a lot. He said I threw a lot of turnovers because I had to throw a lot of balls because we were always losing. Um, he's on a team now where I mean they made the playoffs with Heineke. Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball. All right, those guys are a bunch of jabronis compared to to Fitzmagic, okay? And now you're telling me Fitzmagic gets to just hand it off and, you know, just and have a defense that's going to give him short fields, going to put him in a situation where they're not going into the fourth quarter down 14 every single week. The the I know the it looks like in – that Fitzmagic is set up to throw a ton of yards with Terry McLaurin. I just – they had a good defense last year. They were four and eleven, or there was like six and yeah. eleven, or whatever. Fair, and there, there was. So I mean, they, they're still going to need a defense. There. They're still going to need an offense. Yeah, but the third or fourth guy on that offense, just to me, is when I know that Claypool is probably see and here's and that and see that's what I'm I'm that's what I'm wondering about is he going to transcend because and you tried to send me uh, Curtis Samuel too, and that's why I'm chilling on Curtis Samuel. Because I just don't see at his best, Curtis Samuel is never going to get past Terry. I just think yeah. Curtis Samuel's got a la- or lingering injury, and I don't think they yeah, want us I to know about it. That too. I, I'm not gonna lie, Curtis Samuel right now has a hamstring injury, guys. He has not played or practice. I think he practiced actually. Well, he was on the, he was on the COVID list, and then he immediately went to the pup list right after he got off of COVID. So he has not um, been in practice yet. Najee Harris looked good. Claypool looked really good in the Hall of Fame game. Um, yeah, it's a Hall of Fame game. Whatever. Micah Parsons looked great too. Yeah, he's been getting gassed the fuck up. Alex Highsmith, <laughs> you guys already know if you've been listening to this channel, we've been on Alex Highsmith all offseason. Oh, yeah. Bring up this comment that just, that, um, just came in there. If the th- – Third was a first. How would I feel about it? See, here's the thing. It wouldn't have been accepted if it was a first because people don't like to give up their first round picks because they think that they're a smart GM, not you, Jordan, but just in general. Because I don't think, think I'm a smart GM. No, no, no. I'm saying not right. you, but I'm saying in general, people like if I'm just in general talking dynasty, people think they're geniuses with their first no, round picks. They think they're going to be the smartest person yeah. in the room. They think they're all going to hit. Oh, so I got Chase Claypool in the right now. third round. I got Chase Forever. Claypool in the third round. So, you know, you just have to like go for the talent. Like Deami Brown was in the third round. Like if you can get a third or second or first, you're going to be okay. Like it, as long as you kind of do some research, get some good feelings about people in the draft, kind of look how who, who's getting gassed up by people, what kind of situations people fall into. It, it, I, I mean, a first would be amazing. I would have loved to have gotten a first, but here's the problem. People don't accept those trades. So if I personally, if I'm getting the best player in the trade and then I'm getting a pick that's a third, second, or first, no matter where it is in that, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. <clears throat> that's yeah, just my, I mean, my personal feelings. You've won back-to-back championships in that league. I mean, I've seen you. You're never scared to pull the trigger on a trade. So I'm... No, I, and here's like not to do a quick dynasty change it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like – don't be scared in dynasty. Like literally you're trying to win the game. Just do something to change it up. If the energy's not good on your team, if you're just not like, man, this person's not good trade Saquon Barkley, a lot of stuff. Like if, if Saquon's your only piece that's getting you points, you got to diversify. You got to get a good running back and then a couple of wide receivers or get a good couple of wide receivers and a running back that might be good. You got to do something to change the, change the vibe up on your team. 
And I just I have too many people that we play with in our leagues are just too scared. Yeah. They always have to win trades by massive landslides. <clears throat> or they just and they don't, don't win the trade. league though. Like here's the thing: yeah. you don't win the league when you do that. Like all those people that like need to win and they have to be the one that won the trade. They don't win the league. They don't. No, you're right. I mean, they rarely. Yeah, I mean, they're always shuffling around. Um, but yeah, you end up not being able to. In being fluid in season is so important too. If you have good relationships with multiple teams, you can change up your roster in season as you need to. I mean. And if you don't have those relationships with people or you're not willing to make a move, your team, like you said, ends up suffering because you can't be flexible when you need to be when it comes week seven, eight, nine, ten. And you need to, like you said, get one or two. You're like, man, this team is close, but I need this once. I need to supercharge these next two weeks to get here, and I don't have the guys to do that. To be able to just go out to somebody and say, and even though they're a competitor in your league with you, know that you're going to be able to get a deal done with them that's mm-hmm. always a good feeling. Um, so play with good people, guys. It really makes a big difference in your leagues. That's for damn sure. 100%. Um, quickly, what, other news, what other stuff do you want to cover? Guys, I if you're really, watching, gals, if you have any questions for us, hit us with those. We're going to cover – we're going to talk a couple more minutes, and then we're probably going to hop off of here. Um, subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Uh Follow the podcast, listen to us, rate, review, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the plugs. For sure. Um, quickly, I just wanted to talk to you about, I know we've talked a lot of Baltimore Ravens tonight for some reason, but uh, Gus Edwards, um, there was a note in camp that he might get, be getting the third down work and the goal line work for the Ravens this year. Like The reporter said that he wouldn't be surprised if he led the team in rushing touchdowns. That is a red flag, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a J.K. Dobbs Dobbins truther, that that is concerning. Um, when it's coming from the reporters, I I know I see your face. You're like, Whoa, it's cute. I'm in it's denial whatever. because I have whatever a lot of J.K. Dobbins, and it very well could end up being nothing. But like when I see a note like that, and he's it been he was had been interviewing a coach to get to that. I'm just like, man. Oh, maybe I'm a little low on Gus Edwards. So I don't be afraid to pick up Gus Edwards late in drafts. That's all I'm I just want to throw that out there. No, he has standalone weekly play value. I mean, he it, it, as annoying as it is to say, he he hurts, he really does cap Dobbins upside, but they're both gonna be relevant, especially if he's gonna be getting some goal line carries, you know. Yeah. And then the only other note that I, I remember seeing that we, we kind of discussed on Twitter a little bit that, that Chris Jones is listed as a defensive end, not a D tackle anymore. I know for sleeper, yeah. they have just all D line now, but yeah, like ESPN, for example, does not. So that could end up being a major value for people playing in ESPN leagues that are playing IDP that they might be able to get him. He's going to have a, he can have a good year. Um, I was hearing something out of camp today on uh, NFL network. They were saying, He's been going back and watching a lot of his tape from 2016, 17. He had one really, really big year. It was two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, and that year, he did play a lot more uh, defensive end over defensive tackle. And they're going to play him more like that, like you said, this year. He's lost 20, 30 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And as far as I know, Frank Clark, I don't know where Frank Clark is. Is he in jail? I mean, I don't know. Um, we uh, didn't really get much past the weapons charges for having the, yeah, so the I don't Uzi know and the Lamborghini or whatever. I need to look I need to I need to vet that a little bit, see if he's been showing up at camp and all that. But uh either way, Chris Jones is moving up my board for this season. I've been a little low on him because he hasn't been as good the last two years as he was before. Still right. getting massive amounts of pressure, still getting masses of amounts of you know quarterback hits, but Tackles are never really there for him. He's always kind of a lower-end tackle guy, even for playing a lot of snaps. Uh, So he really needs to get his sacks and tackles for loss, and he has not been getting them as much the last two seasons. So hoping for an uptick in that this year with that position switch. We got a question here. Do you guys think Sleeper needs to add an an edge position Group all three, four, and four, three DEs together. I mean, no, I mean, they kind of already do. I mean, the defensive line, the DL position does that. <clears throat> it just also includes defensive tackles in there right. as well. 
So it is outside linebackers. It is DEs. I can see why people would want that as a specific thing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but sleeper, sleeper is in the the customer acquisition phase of a big company right now. That's very obvious. Well, yeah, they're trying to make it really easy for people yeah, to get into it, which is smart. That's what they need to do. Which is exactly what they do. And, and by doing that, they're reshaping the way that fantasy football is played in a way as more yeah. people come to their platform. So that's one of the reasons I latched on to Sleeper early as a platform I liked because the way that they present an IDP – <clears throat> the league that the very first IDP league I'm in was the one we literally just talked about that trade in was with you guys. Um, that was a sleeper league and IDP made sense to me there because it was three positions. I could yep. understand it as somebody that never played football before. So no, these people that are like saying we need an edge or a true position this or whatever. I mean, they, they have all that on MFL. I want to, I was about to say, I would love to be in an intense league like that where you had to fill out each position and kind of some (laughs) leagues I'm in on ESPN. We have, we have a defensive league on there. That's only defense. And you have to have a cornerback. You have to have a safety. You have to have a a strong safety. You have to like, you have to have a defensive tackle. Like it's kind of out like that. And yeah. And those are fun. Those are, I mean, those are, those are definitely take strategy. But as somebody new that has never played IDB, IDP before it is not something that's going to be a it's probably more likely to be a negative user experience than a positive one and that's not what you want for first time users of any product you want them to have a positive interaction and come back so they can go deeper later so I do not think they need to do that I don't think they have any intentions of doing that they have said on multiple occasions they do not have any intentions of doing that so um and they, the last upgrade they just did, or the last update Sleeper just did, IDP one two three, our scoring system, uh, is officially now the default scoring in there. Like if you go to the IDP section, <clears throat> click it, they have already inputted IDP one two three scoring for you. If you guys don't know what that is, uh, it's one points for quarterback hits, assisted tackles, two points for tackles for loss and solos, three for forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, pass defended, safeties, block kicks, and then six points for sacks and interceptions and touchdowns. And yeah, I mean, I came up with it. I developed it. I've been marketing it, promoting it, and they've been watching and paying attention and listening and they, they like it. So they've adopted it and that's IDP's growing. You know, I, I keep yeah. looking around at all these big brands. I saw a picture, I saw a magazine, some IDP magazine in the scoring. They, they had an IDP section and it was archaic, dude. I mean, it was, it was like picking up a newspaper in the thirties, you know, I mean, it was just like, what are we doing out here? So the fantasy market, the fantasy space, it's evolving in real time. And yeah, I know some of these institutions will not go away, but that doesn't mean they can't lose market share. They can't shrink. They can't, they're they're not keeping up with what's going on. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting watching people kind of, navigate this whole thing that we're doing with the sports betting with the fantasy sports um especially in in the nfl as well just being what the nfl is as a product as an entertainment avenue and as a money maker for so many other people and other industries in a way i mean there's so many little things off of it so um it's gonna gonna take the big names it's gonna take (laughs) you know, Matthew Barry shouting out IDP leagues or Mike Clay shouting out IDP leagues. Like, I I don't know. I feel like Mike Clay might be a secret IDP head. And he just I think a lot of those guys do play from what I understand, but they just, they do not. That's not what is, I hate to be like this, but that's not what's made them who they are. That's not what's made them money. That's not what's put right on the table. That's not what's gotten them in front of the cameras and on the platforms that they're at. Right. So, in some ways, it, there's a there's no positive return on investment to do that. They don't have to be. I mean, I don't want to be like I'm like a crusader, but they don't have to be crusaders to get attention. They don't have to, you know, push their way through with something like that. They don't have to carry a flag like that. They're already sitting somewhere. They've already are doing things, and they have flags to carry in other areas that are, you know. So that kind of makes sense in that regard. But I think it's just an education thing. I I feel like it's just if people knew more about defense. And not about defenses and like what's happening on the NFL field. Because anyone who sits there and tries to tell you they understand the nuances of what's happening play by play, snap by snap, is probably lying to you. But from a fantasy perspective, you can begin to at least 
have a deeper understanding of the product of the NFL, you know, and that's ultimately what fan, like fantasy football is. You're running your own team based on what you see, you know. So why wouldn't you want to do that with defense? Every offensive snap you watch, you're watching a defensive player. So whether you yeah. are paying attention or not, keying in or not, that's on you. And again, it's you know, it's a real shame that more people don't push it and promote it. But well, here's the thing: once fantasy football, once they stop growing. They're gonna need something new to draw people in. Exactly. Look at IDP, I mean, IDP, look at IDP will be easy. thing that's happening. It's like those guys don't even play football. Like their guys, it's like they're guys that are going to play football in the future, but somehow that has trickled into NFL fantasy football. Like they don't even play in the same league as NFL players, but somehow they have trickled their way into the dynasty community and into the fantasy football conversation. And defensive players who are in the NFL on the field on the plays that actually matter, scoring points, they can't get any juice. So, like you said, as this continues to expand, there's only so many. I mean, are we going to start scouting high schoolers? I mean, there's only so far down we can go offensively before they have to roll into the defense. So, when they when they do get here, you know, we just have to have it. You know, it just needs to be set up for people to be conducive for the evolution and growth that it really deserves. Right. Hey, I'm. We're on the. We're in the 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 front lines here. So, the IDP we'll be, we'll army. We are. The, we are the flag bearers. All right. We are the. We are the 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 shield. We are the sword. We are the whole thing, guys and gals. IDP army. If you guys are gonna be at the expo this week, I will be there on Sunday in Canton, Ohio. Come by the booth. Um, grab some information. Talk to me. Shake my hand. I'd love to meet you, IDP army. I'll have a few limited edition hoodies and a few limited edition shirts. I'll be doing a giveaway. I got a Chase Young jersey. Should be here tomorrow. I'm going to be doing a Chase Young jersey giveaway. You can sign up for that at the booth. Um, there'll be multiple ways you can enter as well. So come by, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I wish Billy could be there with me, but he can't. Be there next He's year. He's going to be in Florida. I will be in Florida. We, what are you and the OP boys doing? We are going to have our big league draft. It'll be our 11th year, even though we're treating it like it's our 10th. Because uh, of COVID, we ended up having to push off our 10th anniversary. So we're going to go down there and pretend like it's our 10th year anniversary and go on the beach and do some drafting. There you go. Fantasy so. football, guys, it's real. It's not just spreadsheets. It's people. It's relationships. You know, it's <clears throat> It's a community around a game that some of us have played, some of us haven't. Some people are Madden superstars. Some people have never played football in their lives. We all love it. Exactly. Um, it brings people together. I remember the football's family commercials a couple of years ago. It really kind of hit home for me. I didn't even play football. You know, I mean, my family did not watch sports, but <clears throat> there are relationships that I have with certain people that only exist because of football. And some of those people are people that are really close to me. So it's uh, it's intrinsic in America, um, football and gambling. So. Get in on the defense while you can, guys and gals, while it's still cool or while it's not cool. Um, 100%. There's no more real fantasy news. There's no more real week two training news. Yeah, I will throw out, if you're a dynasty player, pick up the uh, Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots. So I've been seeing some good Garrett Blunt-type comps for him so he might he's not gonna start this year you don't have to worry like it's strictly dynasty um but if you're in a dynasty league maybe throw him on your uh, taxi squad because he might might be something in a couple years but that's that's the only other thing i had word all right y'all like i said go leave a rating and review on itunes go down to the comments play underdog um thumbs up this video subscribe to the channel we want to hit 1,000 people by kickoff we are getting close, okay? And it's up to you, the person listening to this, to just go click subscribe. It's real simple. Um, and then I'd really appreciate it. You know, it would mean a lot to me. So go ahead and go do that. Uh, also, bad news, the 32-team series. I got all the way to the Colts. Guys, I can't do it anymore. Um, it's it's too much, It's and I don't think it's really actionable at this point anymore. I should have started sooner. Um, Billy helped prep. We'll Billy remember Brett, that for I, next year. We'll remember yeah, that for Billy next year. Yeah, I grabbed most of the notes for that, and I used I a lot of them. But, um, man, there's just so much stuff coming up we got to do. We got to do sleeper shows. We got to do ADP shows. We got to do some draft strategy shows. We got to do ranking shows. And then the season's going to be here. So it'll I be good to have a snapshot of each team, like, at that it will. point. And time, next year, so and it'll be next important. year, we will do it. I'll start sooner. And maybe we can go back and forth. You can do the AFC. I'll do the NFC or something. We'll figure sure, it we'll out. We'll work it out. As for this year, 
go check out the ones that I did because they are fucking bomb, but I can't do any more, guys. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with some more fantasy football goodness. IDP Army, I'm out. Let the rain hit the sand Build a house on a rock, got a plan Gotta get stocks, keep them bands Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan Used to be mundane on a Monday Now you have fun day on a Sunday Cause you switching it up And you living it up You ain't getting enough